Okay, hello, welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. Um, I'm joined today by Ben. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit in a minute. Um, but yeah, I just want to say welcome um, to our regular listeners um, and anybody new. Um, if you haven't joined us before, um, we are in the middle of a series interviewing different youth workers to find out about their experiences um, and journeys and perhaps some cool stories um, and things they've learned along the way. Um, so yeah, I'm joined today by Ben. Um, ben, why don't you introduce yourself um, and let us know how what what is your connection to us? Okay, uh, so I'm Ben. I'm Ben Green. I'm the youth advisor for Blackburn Diocese, which essentially is the Church of England in Lancashire. It's probably the best way of thinking of that. There are bits of Lancashire that are covered by other dioceses, but it's probably helpful to see that. Um, I'm. What do what do we say? I'm married to Ruth. I have a little girl called Hannah, who's seven um yeah i live live just near chorley um my connection to youth work plus is well i think you guys reached out at some point and went hey we're doing this thing down in sort of milton Keynes way could we connect we like what you're doing um and so yeah we started sort of connecting on a more regular basis um chatting a little bit about resources how we support youth workers up here um how you guys support them down south um and just sort of a, a bit of a meeting of minds and sort of sharing experiences and then have continued to connect and obviously connecting with your sort of network for networkers sort of nationally connecting with different youth workers and youth leaders children's leaders and um, that you guys have connection with so yeah yeah cool and we have a little random other connection don't we because the church i grew up in your there's a building there that's named after your grandfather isn't there of course yeah i would forgotten that connection yeah so stopsy baptist church my grandfather was the baptist minister there as it would be being stopsy baptist church um like years and years and years ago and the old building that used to be the church building um got turned into a youth center so and carries his name so yeah is the greenhouse is named after norman green the minister back then who is yeah he's my granddad so yeah very weird I've forgotten that connection yeah I've forgotten the Luton connection there you go yeah, yeah. oh yeah. can't escape the family connections that's what oh, happened no. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> how and when and why Ben did you get into youth and kids work Ooh. um so um I grew up my dad was a Darcy youth advisor it turns out so yeah. second generation here, um, but also led youth group before we did that. Um, and so did, and my mum was involved in it. So I guess I grew up around youth ministry and in youth ministry from being kind of, yeah, a couple of weeks old, um, right through kind of growing up. So to the point that when I was in my teens, I was sort of involved in leading worship at stuff, um, involved at kind of getting alongside things. So so kind of gave me loads of different opportunities, which and I don't and my dad did his best at putting me off youth ministry. So 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 don't panic. Like this isn't just he was like indoctrinated me into youth ministry. Far from it. In fact, he fought it. Um, but God had other plans. And so I was grew up in a church where we had lots of different. Um, yeah, lots of different kind of groups, um, loads of different kids groups. So loads of kids and young people. And so I guess in in many ways, kind of the opportunities, therefore, to serve in different ways came up um, and one of the sort of things that they used to do was um, the youth group would lead kids groups uh, and I yeah. at that age decided that I didn't like kids very much 
I kind of loved the youth group I was in and I was in younger youth. So I was in that kind of 11 to sort of 14 age group. And we used to have an overlap year that was like year 10 before you we went up into the older group. Okay. And for that year 10 um, year, I decided I wasn't going to overlap. I was just going to go cold turkey, finish younger, go older, because my brother's a year younger than me. And I was like, I can let Tim get through year nine. And he's just going to go older because he doesn't want to, he's not going to hang around here. He's not enjoying this. So the sooner he can get out of there. And I was like, when I'm in year 11, I can start leading a youth group and I can get involved in the younger youth. So, and that was really where my heart was at that point in time and what I wanted to do and where I felt very much called to. Um, and so, yeah, as I said before, I led led sort of uh, song worship and music in church. So I guess the two sort of weaved together sort of really well. Um, and then, yeah, so got involved voluntary basis when I was sort of in my mid-teens. Um, and then without a minor, a minor diversion in in my in sort of my university years where I trained to be a primary school teacher. Um, it's a really white, weird diversion when you love youth ministry and really feel called cool to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a much longer story to that. But ended up back in um, back in doing voluntary uh, youth work in a church, sort of post-uni. And then, and then found myself in full-time youth ministry. Um, so having sacked in teaching after 18 months and going, I don't like this. This isn't what I'm called to. So yeah, that's kind of, yeah, very potted history, but yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Um, and Ben, tell us a little bit more about what your current role entails. How does it serve young people, churches in your area? Uh, uh, yeah. So youth advisor, um, these are, these are the roles that used to get called and probably still do in some places, youth officers. Um, ultimately, the, the role is about supporting churches in their youth ministry. Um, so for me, you might find in other places, if you're listening to this across the country, you might find that there's a children and youth advisor, a children and families advisor, who sort of deals with sort of like birth to probably somewhere mid-20s, because that tends to be where we where, where that gets pitched. Mm-hmm. But um, but my, my remit's like 11 to sort of 20, early 20s. So that kind of student age um but supporting churches and how they do that ministry um so, so some of that looks like we do some run a youth event each year called abide um which we run for 11 to 17 year olds youth groups turn up we use a kind of festival model which is kind of you come with your group like god does stuff in this place because we've you know we're making space for that and it goes back into the local church um we run a conference each year in october called the youth leader conference might as well say what it says on the does one on tin. Um, so that takes place October of year, and then as well as training for someone's bespoke training across the year for specific needs, but also um, sort of if if a church says, "Hey, come and work with our team," we'll journey with them for a bunch of time. Um, so I guess in in a nutshell, the aim is to equip, encourage, inspire, build confidence in sort of for leaders, um, so that they might see young people encountering Jesus and growing with Him. Um, and the hope is, is that whatever I do grows local church youth ministry. It's not about sort of growing a dieting youth youth group or something like that. It's about how does this, how do ultimately do, do we see young people encountering Jesus in the local church and growing deep roots of faith with him? Um, and so we, and alongside that, we do a little bit of resourcing. So we have a podcast of our own. Um, I thought I'd just throw this in. I did say to Becky, I'm going to spot this in occasionally. Um, <laughs> but youth Work State of Mind podcast um you can you can sort of find that on all the places you're probably listening to this 
Um, so, so you can check that out. Um, but we do kind of different resources through, through the calendar year as well. So we have something that's called Pick and Mix, which is sort of all the different elements you might want for a youth, youth kind of youth group. Um, and so it's adaptable. Literally, you pick and mix the bits you want, but it's around different points of time through the year. So there's some for like Ascension, Easter, Christmas, sort of new um, sitting exams or sort of New Year, things like that. Um, so there's loads of resources out there. So um, and there are a lot of them or all of them on the youth side are free to download. So so hopefully that's helpful. Um, yep. And we we've got a little bit of a. And I guess that sitting alongside all that support and all of the resourcing is generally trying to kind of grow a youth work community in this area. Um, so across Lancashire, I get to partner with some incredible people, um, one of which as it was on this when we're recording this their pod released like yesterday their episode released yesterday so like dan randall there's a few other people like um rachel gardner's in our neck of the woods um ali demay rob stewart from scripture union um and we partner together um to run to run something called the gathering which seeks to gather uh, sort of youth workers together and just spend spend time sewing into youth workers so that when we step away from um yeah when we step away from the ministry we're doing that god might minister to us um, and just building a bit of a community around so we want to we want to see as i said before see young people meeting jesus and see them growing with him um so yeah that's that's kind of in a, in a really large nutshell um roughly what i do <laughs> yeah yeah i think that pretty much covered everything yeah pretty yeah. well sorry that yeah. was quite no. a big long list but no it's good it's good it's good to hear about about all the different bits um how has god led moved or changed you along the way along your youth work journey um well starting at when i was about 15 yeah I, i'd like to think um i've been looking back on this quite a lot recently um i won't tell you how old i am but there's a significant birthday next year and it kind of gets you pondering yeah um same, same for me yeah, I have a feeling yours is probably a decade behind mine, though. So, um, yeah, um, I, feel, I have a feeling, a feeling you might be more useful, youthful than I am. Um, so a bit worried. Um, but, yeah, you ponder quite a lot, don't you, um, as you hit these big birthdays and you kind of go, what what's happened? So, yeah, being 15 um, and starting out, I guess in some ways I was just very full of enthusiasm and just took a lot of sort of a lot of things. I guess, yeah, it was very much like I've got this. Like I'm, I'm kind of confident. I know what I'm doing, um, and and I think some of that rubbed off as I started in a sort of youth, sort of full time employed youth ministry, um, stepping into that sort of chaplaincy role in a school. I was like, I've got this, no hassles. Like I can do this worker thing, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think it was necessarily that I was, that I was necessarily kind of uh, to give it like a, a negative label. I don't think it was over arrogance. I think it was just a boldness of going why not I'm young mm. let's go let's do this yeah. um and I guess the other thing I kind of realized and I guess I kind of really embraced the worker aspect of this um and of kind of ministry and going well I'm a worker like I do stuff um and I think the big kind of journey I've been on over well 25 nearly 25 years which gives away what next year is um but is actually that it's is actually that God calls is is got a calling that I'm in what I'm doing by his grace not by my own ability um and that kind of real realization that I need to be planted in him 
um, first and foremost. Um, and not that I wasn't doing that, but I think sometimes you can dive in and go, I'm all in, I've got this. And you mm-hmm. lose track of the fact that actually you've got to be, what you're doing comes from the fact that God is, God is your connection with God is where, where that, where that's coming from. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the other thing that sort of fits around that is I, I've mentioned the kind of worker thing. I think the reality is I tend to refer to people as youth leaders more often than youth workers because I think the worker thing the worker title suggests we just do loads of stuff um and I think that realization that that I'm called to lead people that I'm called to lead young people but other leaders in the role that I'm in um actually that comes with a real sense of quite often sort of realize it's like that imposter syndrome a little bit in the background but actually that realization of there's a responsibility here and I know it's not fully my responsibility but actually that like I've got to, I'm going to approach this humbly and I've got to approach this with, with God completely as the focus in this. Um, and therefore what does, how does that shape? Um, and what does that sort of, I've not got this completely down. I guess I, I, I probably spend a lot of the time thinking I'm a broken person. I'm trying really hard to live like Jesus, not how I've got this <laughs> yeah. and I'm, and I'm all over it and and I'll turn to God when I need him. It's absolutely like, I'm yeah. Uh, is, is not our mind strength. I think that's probably the, the probably most significant journey that mm. I've done during all of this um, over the last 25 years, which feels really weird to say that that's quite creepy. That feels far longer than it should. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the, the big thing that God's been doing in me. Um, yeah. Trying to keep that quite nice and concise. But yeah. Yeah, no, lovely answer. Thank you. Um, what, th- this might be quite similar, but what's the biggest lesson you've learned? from youth kids work um well it, I guess it links but I'm not responsible for young people's faith so that kind yeah. of idea that um I think sometimes we really own we can really own as youth leaders youth workers whatever title you're not you, you're kind of holding but you take on that responsibility going oh man like I like I lead this stuff and therefore yeah I'm suddenly responsible and I guess sometimes we can feel that potentially that weight of responsibility from parents. I'll talk about them a little bit in a moment, but but actually we're not. We're just a key, we're probably just a very, like very blessed to be influential voice within young people's lives. But yeah. we get like an hour to maybe if we're lucky five, depending on what youth ministry we're running. Yeah. Um, and and therefore there's there's so much else going on. Mm. But but therefore is that to to think actually how am I intentional about the time I've got? And how does that point to Jesus? How do we create that space? Um, and not that not that that's probably like where where loads of people find themselves not being, but sometimes we can go, how do we make this engaging? How do we make this fun? How do we make this like all these other things that we want it to be? Um, but actually how ultimately, how do we keep the main thing the main thing? um and and I think like I probably I probably grew up with a brain space that when if I've got a good idea I can get Jesus in somewhere um whereas now I'm like okay I wanted people to meet Jesus how do we do that and I think that's probably the massive lesson I've learned in the midst of it um and I mentioned parents before I think I've I think starting out you probably quite often think okay parents they're good for a lift um but in reality they're they're so key um and how we might resource them um, to have the conversation of faith with, they, with their children, whether that because we don't know where their faith's at some of the time. Mm. Um, but how do we resource them? 
But equally, how do we get them on side and how do we keep them on side? How do we communicate really well with them? So they have a picture of us and what we're up to and what their their, their children are in sort of engaging with. Um, and and if we can, how do we love those parents as well? Because I think parenting, I mean, become a parent, because I to make it right at the beginning, um, about seven years ago, I've realized that it really is good at highlighting your your frailties as a human being um, and where you actually kind of lack a little bit. Um, and therefore, I think there's a lot of parents, particularly in sort of, yeah, the generation of parents now just feel a little lost in it. Um, you know, yeah. we all go, oh, man, I've got an adult today. <laughs> this is tiring. <laughs> and, and so therefore, how can we love our parents? Because in reality, they haven't been teenagers they didn't grow up with the internet. They didn't grow up with social media. They're trying to raise yeah. kids in an era and an age where things are moving yeah. so fast. Yep. And we've got to have a lot of grace for those parents, but how can we resource them? How can we love them? How do we mm. encourage them? Mm. Um, and I think if we can do that well, we keep them on side and we keep them kind of, yeah, connected with what we're doing, um, which helps. Yeah. Hopefully is a, is a partnership, not just a, you're doing this and we're doing that and, but we'll, we'll model through this so yeah I think they're probably the, my, some of the lessons I've learned along the way yeah good ones yeah what are some of the biggest struggles you faced as a as a youth leader and how have you overcome some of those things um <laughs> the struggles yeah I think I think one of the biggest ones is not it not being a priority of the church leader mm. that's probably one of them that can be really hard uh reality is how did I overcome it I stuck my head down and cracked on with it um I probably could have dealt with that a, a little differently but I was younger a little less experienced and probably just thought I'm gonna just get it it just needs to happen um and how we do that um and I think looking back on that the reason I reason I probably found that really hard work is also that like it naturally pushed us into a silo of kind of youth ministries over here and that happens over there mm -hmm. and I, i'm really keen that and i'm i'm big big like big on church's vision and youth ministry vision is one mm. and they, they align with each other if the ministries go different directions then actually all you all you're heading young people for is disappointment when they hit adult church adult church and mm. um, when they go i'm going to find a church whatever age it is that they they decide that they you know they've left youth ministry they've left the work that's kind of aimed at them and then they try finding a church if we've gone off and set a completely different sort of expectation of what that looks like um ultimately will lead them to not being part of a church community um uh, being part of a kind of community of faith that are going after jesus um and therefore they end up a bit isolated and we know that that quite often leads people to to not being sort of not kind of growing and sort of getting a bit stagnant in their faith and potentially just sort of dropping away and and I think that's one of the biggest things we can do um and so I guess in time I've kind of gone actually if I was starting over again um and I was in a church role one of the biggest things I'd be like what's your vision what what's the expectation here even an interview go what's the expectation how do I do this um how do I make sure that I'm not not sort of against what you're doing but how do I how do I help you make this a priority so that it's budgeted well it's um yeah that it's dry it's going the same direction as the church but actually that mm -hmm. the church go we want to talk about this and invest in this invest in this ministry um that young people are vital and important to what we do 
Um, and I think, uh, and I think some of that comes from having done this role and having seen so many places where yeah. you turn up and they're going, can you come and persuade our church leader that this is important or that we should be doing this? And, yeah. and quite often busy, busy church leaders go, great, we've got someone really capable to do that. And they will just develop, but actually say, is this turning up? Is this from an Anglican perspective? Is this, uh, like, is this on the PCC agenda every month? Do you talk about children and youth ministry? Um, or, you know, actually that we have conversations that we meet regularly and talk about it, even as a volunteer, even as a sort of whatever kind of capacity is, how do we get that up on the agenda? Um, so that's probably one of the big, the big struggles I've had along the way. I guess the hardest moment, if we're sort of thinking individual moment somewhere along the line, um, was a young, young person passing away. That was really tough. The bigger picture of that was that um, he'd had some health issues, but um, and had been rushing the hospital. We had a weekend away, and this is why it kind of becomes a little, little harder. Is we'd had a weekend away and he wasn't able to come, and so we'd spent the weekend like fervently praying for him the whole weekend. Um, and Monday morning we got the news that he passed away, and and when your youth group have invested in going, we want to, we, we we're going to pray for his healing. We're going to pray that he's he gets better yeah um, so hard yeah really hard um yeah trying to trying to trying to comfort young people through your own tears is quite hard as a as a thing that as a sort of situation and I think that's that's always it's always tricky but I think I mean overcoming that is is sitting there with them and it's, it's just sitting with them in it and and mm. sort of embracing lament and and sort of grief yeah. as a as a group but holding on to the fact that God is good in the midst of it um, yeah. and that he knew where I was going. Um, and I think that's sometimes one of those, those kind of really right, quite poignant moments in youth ministry. It's been, a, and I say that it's a real pleasure, mm. not a pleasure. That's the wrong word. Like it's a privilege to walk through that with young people um, because you don't always get to do that. Sometimes you sort of youth ministry can look a lot of fun or it feels like, or it's like it's hard graft. But when you get to see young people and sit with them in the midst of tough situations, actually, that's the that's the points where probably relationships deepen and you have the conversations that that actually open them up to faith and who Jesus is and is with them in the moment. So. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we're at the point of the interview where you get to ask me some a question or two. So um, far away. Fabulous. All right. Um, so um, if if youth ministry, this is the weird one. If okay. youth, and we, we this is a this is a question we ask guests on our on Youth Work State of Mind podcast. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get a flavor of that, uh, you can go to our Instagram account, have a little look. There's some clips in it. Um, but the question we ask is if youth ministry was. A, and that's the, the question. That's the kind of the, the feature. But if youth ministry was a plate of biscuits what would be on the plate becky what would be on the plate and you have to give some reasons why this yeah. isn't just like ginger nuts so <laughs> you like rich teas uh, oh i don't know if youth ministry was a plate of biscuits there'd definitely be a variation of biscuits on that plate it's not going to be all the same <laughs> um my favourite biscuit at the minute is is a fox's chocolate cookie that is like covered with chocolate on one side. 
those are those are decent biscuits that I will probably put on the plate. They'd be one of them. Okay. <laughs> um, going for quality, um, because you only get about six of those biscuits in the in the pack. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'd be on there. Um, I don't know the other the other kinds of biscuits. There's probably going to be a chocolate hobnob on there. There's probably got to be well, some. What would sort be of your point. reason for that? And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So, um, being a bit, being a bit tongue in cheek and very cheeky with this. Yeah. There's always a ginger nut on the plate because every youth group has a kid <laughs> with ginger, ginger hair. So, yeah. um, why, why, why a hobnob? Hobnob. I, th- <laughs> mm, I went for hobnob because I think they're quite a popular youth biscuit. Um, that'd be something that we I would have bought for a youth group. Um. I don't know what else would be on there. There pro- there would definitely be a big mix of biscuits because I think you've always got to have loads of different ideas in your pack pocket as a youth worker to try and engage young people. Um, and I kind of feel like as a youth worker, you need to sort of play lots of different roles as well, which kind of ties into the biscuit thing. Um, taxi driver, pastoral care. <laughs> So you'd have a tax taxi biscuit there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, um, no it's, it's a good. It's, it's just a question I like to. Yeah, throw out. So it I is should a have given you more warning. I do apologise, but yeah. oh no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I I can go for spontaneous. I don't like spontaneous, but I can do it. <laughs> I feel like spontaneity is just part of the youth work world, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I don't like it, but. But it, I have to do it regularly. So, <laughs> yeah, did, did, did that answer it well enough? Oh, that's I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. It's your yeah. it's your pod, mate. If you're happy, I'm yeah. happy. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I guess my other, and I guess this leans in a little bit into the the last question you might ask me. Um, and this is me cheekily hat tipping in something. Um, but what would be your what would be your top tip for a new youth worker, or top tips for a new youth worker? Mm, not sure I think I've probably got two one I say all the time which is the thing I always try and remind myself which is all we have to do is like do our part which ties into something that you were saying earlier about actually realizing that there's a bigger picture and we just see young people for a, a small fraction of their lives and their work and their week and actually we just play a small part in that and I think for me it's like remembering that it's God who does the work you know we come we do our small part but it's God who does who makes it into makes the magic happen and makes it into something amazing um and I think that keeps you humble as well knowing that actually it's not all you you know you don't have to be you don't have to be something or perform or um you know it kind of keeps you humble and keeps you focused on, you know, just turning up and playing your small part and being obedient and asking God what it is that he wants you to do. Um, and recognizing that actually, yeah, you're a small part of a bigger picture. Um, and I think secondly, it would be like an encouragement to say that, you know, when you feel like you're not good enough, like God 
God is the one who picks people who don't think they're good enough. <laughs> like God doesn't pick people who are perfect, who are the obvious choice. Um, for any of the people that he picked in the Bible for tasks, they were people who other people would have thought, what? Like, why is God choosing him kind of thing? Um, like he doesn't pick the most qualified. He qualifies the called. Um, and I think sometimes as youth workers, we can feel like, who am I? You know, I don't have the skills or I don't have the time or I don't have, you know, I'm an introvert and I need to be extrovert or um, I'm not the kind of person who can build a team. And, you know, we put ourselves down and we make excuses for why we can't do something. And I think those are exactly the kind of people that God wants to use. People who don't think they can do it all themselves. People who need to rely on him for things. Um, and yeah those are the kinds of people that God does extraordinary things through so if you think you're not good enough great you're the kind of person who God wants to use <laughs> yeah wow. great top tips thank you for that yeah thought I'd go silly and sort of serious as well yeah no, they were good they were good questions um <laughs> no they were good Ben what area of youth or kids ministry are you most passionate about and why uh, most passionate about i think uh leaders being disciples first and then that's something that i've become kind of yeah increasingly that that becomes kind of the most passionate thing i'm about is is leaders being disciples first us uh but also like leaders being looked after i guess the role that i do is leaders yeah. being looked after because actually yeah, them being connected to Jesus, them being disciples of Jesus means that young people are going to encounter Jesus um, and become disciples. Um, and I guess if you're asking me what am I most passionate about with kind of if I'm as as a youth leader, as someone who's doing youth youth ministry with young people, is that young people that we that we view young people as and we view our ministry as going when we send them out to something, when they go on to whatever next. Um that we're excited about how God's going to show up um, that, that we, we trust that God's in the midst of their life and that when they show up wherever they are, that he's going to, he's going to use them to transform that place that they show up, whether that's a workplace, whether that's university, whether that's a new college, if that's starting a family, if whatever that looks like, yeah. that actually um, that they've got deep roots of faith and that therefore that spurs us on um, to go, how do we create opportunities? How do we make sure that young people are meeting Jesus? I say make sure, like that's quite hard, but like make sure that yeah. we create the space so that young people can encounter Jesus. So yeah. Yeah. Those are my those are my biggies. So yeah, good, great stuff. Um and Ben, how can people get involved in what you do? How can people guess, get involved? Um, I guess the podcast is the most Oh, you say say that. Reaching. Yes, you can listen to that. Um yeah. but you can follow us. So we have an Instagram account. Yeah. Um which kind of links similar name, so or same name as Youth West State of Mind. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram here see what we're doing um, at the moment we are in the midst of a, a series on top tips from youth leaders so you might have seen all right what I did there <laughs> uh, getting Becky's top tips very quickly um, but yeah so youth work youth work stay in mind and I guess we're trying to create a bit of a online youth work community as well so so yeah so if people are if people want to sort of see what we're up to and sort of follow what we're up to uh, and get involved a bit that's a really good place to start. Um, if you're, yeah, if you're in our neck of the woods, possibly a little harder if you're sort of Milton Keynes, Oxford, Oxfordshire away, but um, that I know that they're not 
I know Milton Keynes is in Oxfordshire, just in case people are questioning my geography. I want to clear <laughs> that up um, just before anyone, <laughs> before anyone is there. Um, but we have a youth, as I said before, our youth leader conference is in October. Um, so yeah, you'd find all those that information on Youth West State of Mind. But equally, um, yeah, that's a great space. We seek to make that really accessible. It's a free conference. Um, so if you want to pay for accommodation and travel up from Oxfordshire, from Milton Keynes, which I know is in another part of the country in Oxfordshire, um, anywhere, then you'd be very welcome. Um, but it's a free, it's a free day. And so, yeah, so we can, people can do that. Um, and equally, if you're in our area and you've got young people, um, then abide is, abide is sort of there as a, I guess is the key kind of big things that we do. So a youth theater conference space on space online, um, and our, um, our youth, youth event. So people can come along to that, bring your young people, get involved. Um, and if you don't have young people come and join our team for that and, um, get involved and serve young people in a different way. So, yep. Yeah. Great. Um, and last question, what advice or encouragement would you give for the people listening? Many of them, obviously youth and kids leaders, but some of them not necessarily. Yeah. Um, biggest things, um, biggest advice and encouragement, um, get to know Jesus really well, get to know him, um, love him, love young people, love it when the two meet um and and i guess i guess yeah just i just keep doing what you're doing the bottom line is when we show up for young people when we show up for kids when we show up serving adults like reality is is that the consistency and the safe safety that we can provide um backed up with the fact that jesus is amazing and will transform their lives actually is something that quite often doesn't happen and we keep seeing um different aspects of sort of society support just dropping away it's not there it's not consistent it's not safe um and i guess particularly for for young people for our children at the moment what we're seeing is an uncertain world um and if we can offer consistency and safety within the midst of that um then that's gonna that's gonna speak volumes about who jesus is it's gonna speak volumes about who the church is particularly in a in a time when safeguarding and the failings of safeguarding have been so in the press so kind of across christian media but also across kind of the 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 more public sort of um sort of wider media Mm. Um, but actually that the church is a place that loves people that it cares for people that it wants to keep children and people vulnerable adults everyone safe um and that when you're in the midst of that actually that's life that's life transforming because jesus is in the midst of it Mm. um so yeah keep keep doing that um, keep doing it and even if it means it looks like maybe doing a little less so that we can do it really well um, yep. don't be scared to go we need to do we need to do less to do more um, mm. there's something really important in that and I guess my last my last little bit which all feels like it weaves together is is um, small is beautiful <laughs> small is beautiful um, so if you've got a small kids group a school, small youth ministry like that's really valuable that's incredible in terms of kind of a kingdom kingdom sort of uh play, place in the kingdom like that's as valuable as like a 200 strong youth group on a sun on a mm. friday night whatever that or or kind of drop in drop in ministry it's where you because when it's small you get to know young people you get to go deep with them but mm. it's also where you grow culture it's where you grow values and vision um, and that will set you up so when you've got 50 young people 
you know what you're about and you know what people are they, they they know what they're coming to and they know what it's about and they um and they know this about jesus mm. so yeah those are those hopefully that makes sense i just sort of feel like a yeah. verbal around but yeah totally i think every every youth group has to start somewhere as well doesn't it i think sometimes i know i've spoken to youth leaders who've got like one two you know handful of young people and they're like well we've only got this many and it's like <laughs> refocusing to actually that those few are just as important and actually you know you just need to keep doing what you're doing and yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and let's be honest if you if suddenly 40 young people turned up at your youth group one week um that's petrifying so actually yeah. why not see it build like get it get it get do the things that you want to do um yeah. get it rooted in the fact that they're going to meet jesus do all that stuff that sets sets the ball rolling so mm. yeah absolutely and it's not just it's not just five young people you've got five young people who turn up because they want to know you and they want to know jesus and what you're doing is right so yeah do not panic numbers are not a big thing numbers are not a problem um yeah. it's the movement that you see within it and in the lives of young people that's important so yeah yep yeah. i totally agree cool thank you ben Easy. it's been lovely to have you today pleasure, pleasure. Uh, thank you to, thank you for doing my, my boxy boxy background yeah it's thanks for joining us from the broom cupboard yeah from the broom cupboard it's the storage unit at Dyson office here in blackburn uh, <laughs> I, I feel a little i have to confess i said this right at the beginning for those of you listening becky's background if you're not watching this is stunning compared <laughs> to my wonderful gray and boxy background um that, that she see she's looking at um it's amazing so if you get a chance to watch this on youtube go and check out becky's background that's the key bit to all of this yeah yeah you definitely need to find this on youtube um you can find it on youth work plus youtube channel Um, all of our podcasts are also in video version there if you haven't seen them or watched them before um definitely find this one because yeah the contrast between backgrounds right now is hilarious <laughs> Yeah, I feel, I feel a little under, like I didn't think this through quite so much. I'm now going to, I'm going to go home and like classify, like, and by that, I mean, increase the class of the background in my, in my house, just yeah. so that I can do these and feel like <laughs> I've got something to offer. But, yeah. uh, no, no, we're going for, we're going for quality, quality of audio and questions today, not not backgrounds it's not a competition that's that's, that's very gracious of you thank you <laughs> you're welcome oh <laughs> uh, yeah thank you for joining us today ben and for answering answering all of our questions um and giving us a little snapshot into your your ministry and your journey and um yeah it's been great to hear some of your some of your answers and and um, perspective on stuff i hope that those of you listening have kind of tapped into something and something you've heard has resonated with you today um but yeah we we hope you've been encouraged by um listening to podcasts today and um yeah do don't forget to like share and subscribe because it helps you find us again and helps other people find this um and yeah if you haven't um listened to ben's podcast i'll, I'll give that another shout out before we finish thank you very much state of mind. <laughs> i mean you may as well listen to as many youth work podcasts as you can as well um because i mean you're only going to get built up by listening to both of ours so it's Absolutely. not it's not a competition you know get them all get them all queued up on the on the listen queue um to listen to later um and 
yeah um if you haven't checked out either of our websites then yeah go and find out how we can perhaps help support you um and cheer you on as as youth and kids leaders because i think that's what both of us are trying to do essentially absolutely um so yeah we we really want you to keep on doing what you're doing stay in post um and yeah be encouraged for for the role that you do with kids and youth and sometimes it's hard especially um these times of year where they feel quite busy sometimes we feel like oh man like if only I didn't help with the youth group or if only I wasn't on the rotor for this because it's just an extra thing to do um but yeah be encouraged um and know that you know your your obedience is going to lead somewhere good um even if you're not seeing the fruit of it now in your life or in the young people's lives that you're working with but yeah keep on doing what you're doing um and yeah we'll we'll see you on another podcast soon um so yeah thanks ben it's been great been good thank you very much thank you for having me you're welcome